0: That's right, it's that time again, coming to you live from the Rusted Nail Speakeasy. It's Cross the Line, 1524, with special guests Deidre and Dustin White from Vancouver, Washington. We're going to talk treasure hunting. There is an island off the coast of Nova Scotia could hold millions in buried treasure oak, oak isle. isle so we're picking up on part two of our interview with Deidre and Dustin White we're going to talk a little treasure hunting now and uh, they were featured on Destination Unknown with Joss Gates so myself Jeff Montag Ruben Hunt and Dwayne Bischoff we're getting ready to dive into a little treasure hunting here we go so you know what you know oak island's treasure so you guys are treasure hunters by you know you definitely are dustin mm-hmm. you know for a long time so you know um we were fortunate enough we were all on vacation together we thought we were going to be in oak island but we weren't so <laughs> we went to gatlinburg tennessee rented a big cabin up in the mountains and stayed there most of the time and it just so happens that the rerun of uh, expedition unknown was on with you guys Mm-hmm. Surprise. So Surprise! So, first of all, how did you get hooked on treasure hunting? And then tell us a little bit about the secret.
1: Sure. Yeah, so, um, I've been treasure hunting since, like, the 20th century. Like, way Whoa. back in the day. You know? Not like 12. <laughs> Man,
0: you got a good plastic surgeon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, a long time. Like, 1997, I believe, was the first time I treasure hunted. I was a teenager. Uh, my best friend's mom... Was really into this local treasure hunt where they would basically they put a clue in the newspaper every day for two weeks, and you eventually you know if you figure out what the clues mean you could get close to the treasure and so one of it ultimately finds it every year. And it's called some it's a thing called the Rose Festival Allian Treasure Hunt because we live in Portland, Oregon, or not we don't live in uh, yeah we live in Vancouver, Washington, the the better side of the river. <laughs> no offense, Oregonians, but like we like Washington way better. Anyway we're in the Portland Oregon metro area and Portland is the city of roses so this Rose Festival is a an annual event and he um, took us on treasure hunts looking for that thing we were the we were the people that got to look under the rocks and stuff you know because we're the kids you know uh, but we had a lot of fun I always remembered it and it went away for a few years and in the mid 2000, well in the, in the 2000 teens. So I guess in 2014 it came back. And I didn't know about it at the time because I was oblivious. I was doing other things with my life. And my friends told me about it, coming back my friends, Sean and Kristen. And we, uh, the next year, we didn't really get a look because I was preoccupied with other stuff. But then the following year, Deidre and I, we went to the beach with the kids and the clues were starting to roll out, and I'm like, "Babe, I think I have a good idea where this thing could be." And so she's like, "Whatever, go have
2: fun." <laughs> go. Typical wife. We've never heard that yep. before.
3: <laughs> All right,
1: sure. Sure yeah, you
2: nope.
1: do. Yeah. yeah. She, just tell, she just tell me, "Go have your fun," basically. Yeah. And so um, I figured that the treasure was in the Columbia River Gorge, which is the Columbia River separates Oregon and Washington and it's beautiful over there. There's many big waterfalls, you know, it's just uh-huh. a big, it's like the they call it, most, it's like the crown jewel of Oregon. That's what I think what they call it. It's beautiful. And we live probably, I don't know what, like 40 miles from there, Yeah. 30 to 40 miles. And so over a course of seven days, the last seven days of this treasure, I went out there 10 times yeah. from home. So sometimes twice a day. <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> I yeah, I'd be out there like...
0: Perseverance.
1: Yeah, all day long. And I was working. Yeah, I was out there all day long searching. I take the kids with me. <laughs> we have two little kids. I take them with me. We, had, we just had a blast looking. And then Clue 13 had come out and for that, for that year, and it said, don't overlook any obvious clues, was one part of the clue. And I was at this park called Eagle Creek Overlook. And I'm like, okay, I'm not overlooking any obvious clues. I'm at the Overlook Park, right? And i'm searching and searching and searching i didn't find what i was looking for but i had like a like a an idea because numbers have come up in other clues and i counted these boulders that were in a half circle and because i just wanted to know if it you know i just wanted to think to myself like does this mean anything there's 14 big boulders and i'm like nope doesn't mean anything all right i'm gonna go home and i got up at like 4 a.m the next day i drove out there um uh, Clues Wait. are released at 6 a.m. Yeah, the clues are released at 6 a.m. And I, I was, like, waiting for that clue because I was, like, there's got to be a way. Uh, you know, it's got to be here. So as soon as that clue comes out, maybe it'll make sense to me. And I read that clue at 6 a.m. And it said, "There's seven rocks on the left, seven rocks on the right. Be the first to search the middle. You'll celebrate tonight. There was actually 15 boulders. And I just it instantly, oh, cool. since I read it, I'm like, oh, my gosh. If I'm at the eighth boulder. There's seven on the left, seven on the right. Wow! And so I, I, I run down to that spot. I was probably like 200 yards away, so I wasn't like super close, but I knew right where to go. And I jump out of my car. There was probably like 30 other people or so already searching. And I just put my hand right under that rock. I had checked that rock the day before, just not good enough. And I pulled it out, and I was the winner. I was like, "Oh my gosh! Uh, 19 years in the
3: making."
4: <laughs> wow. And uh, what was the prize?
1: Uh, I've won two round trip tickets anywhere. At Alaska Airlines fives. Overnight next uh At Spirit Mountain Casino. Yeah, local casino. We got we <laughs> won some prizes with them, and list this, this changed Deidre's whole tune. You know, she's like, oh, you can win prizes. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> stuff. Like, Money, an a treasure,
4: <laughs> and, and I get to
1: go. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but you know what's funny? I use both those tickets on me. Well,
3: <laughs> but yes. Actually, and ironically, they were used to send you to go look for another treasure that we yeah, were I went, investigating. I went to
1: Pennsylvania to look for another treasure and didn't find it, but I had a good time. Mm-hmm
2: great that's all that matters that's
1: great Yeah. so we've been into this treasure stuff ever since then together like ever since i found that one she's like i'm in and we had a
3: hobby together and yeah we
1: dove in yeah this is before we got into podcasting together and so i always say like this uh doing the treasure hunting together is something that's brought us closer together like we we didn't feel like we were like far apart or anything we didn't feel like um like we didn't do anything with each other we kind of did we watched we watch TV tvs hang out with the kids but this treasure hunt stuff man has brought us together like nothing else ever has in our whole relationship right so it's been well, awesome.
4: that's, that's great um if you don't mind i have a question about the secret uh yeah? i actually i got the book this week
1: uh,
4: i've been looking for two weeks for an original and i have a person in new york that's trying to find me an original book uh he has a finder's fee on it uh, Goodwill. they're very okay. difficult to find
1: Oh yes, you found one at Goodwill
2: last year. Oh,
4: yep. Really? Wow. Well, I can tell you, I, I'm a printer by trade uh, and business wise. And the copy I got is terrible. Uh, it's actually printed on scrap paper. Uh, oh, it. Yeah. yeah. It was, but uh, it's an in, it's an interesting book, and uh, I know you guys were pretty heavy into the San Francisco treasure. So, and a couple of the other ones. I think we need to take oh. a
0: step back for listeners who don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's explain
4: that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Al. I get yeah. excited. We got that.
0: folks that don't know what we're talking about. So we'll let uh, if you guys will explain to
4: our audience what the secret is, and that'll be helpful. And then we'll back up. I apologize, I got a little pumped on that issue
0: there.
1: <laughs> no, no. Hey, I've been exciting. reading for three days yeah. now.
0: So I'm the oh. Oak Island guy. Reuben is the uh, treasure guy. <laughs> <laughs> the Secret guy.
1: That's cool. No, uh, treasure hunting is exciting, so I, I feel ya. It's okay. something you just want to dig into as soon as you're into it. Like a lot of people don't know what this, what any of these treasure hunts are. They don't know that these treasure hunts exist, and when they find out about them, they get interested, and they're like, oh, I can do that too. So
3: why don't you explain what okay. an armchair treasure hunt is
1: and what the secret is? Okay, an armchair treasure hunt is a treasure hunt that is made for people to just, uh, like it's curated by the author um, to lead somebody to a treasure somewhere in the world, or sometimes digitally. And so uh, it's primarily designed to be solved from home, but then you have to go out into the field to go and find whatever treasure is hidden out there somewhere. Like we, we had just briefly mentioned that I went to uh, Pennsylvania to find one of these treasures. And I didn't find it, but it was from another one of these armchair hunts called Breakfast Tea and Bourbon, where you had to figure out what the clues meant. You could do all that from home, and then you go boots on the ground to your uh, where you think the treasure is gonna be, and you uh, look for it and either find it or you don't find it. Or in some cases, you dig for it, like in The Secret.
3: Uh-huh.
1: Um, the Secret is um, one of the oldest treasure hunts, you know, and I'm not talking like Oak Island treasure hunt, you know, I'm talking like <laughs> armchair treasure hunt that's something curated, an author an, an author wrote, so that, yeah, wrote a story, Um, wrote these verses and had somebody paint these cool, beautiful images to hide clues in and figure out what they mean. You can find all these treasures. So um, these and I've been looking for the secret uh, for about four years now. Long time. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But that's not, that's not nothing compared to some people. Some people have been looking since the early 1980s because that's when this book came out. This book was released in November, 1982. So just a couple months after I was born and it is, um, it's a phenomenon again. Like,
2: we're it came, talking to babies. Like, yeah. <laughs> Easy now when you were born, we don't want
1: to hear that. <laughs> well, you know what? I was thinking about this. I, I knew we were going to talk about the secret. I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, you guys are the target audience for, yeah. uh, For the secret, like Mm -hmm. kids in their teenage years during the early 1980s, right? Correct. You guys probably have a leg up because you were like living, and you were the target. uh, Like the guy that wrote it, the guy that created the puzzles, Byron Price. You were his. uh, You were the target. Yeah, you were the people he was trying to get to. Um, So anyway that's
2: a nice way of saying we're old yeah, right yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> and,
1: and now we're slow too because we're just not going up again. so uh, the secret it consists of 12 paintings and 12 verses you have to figure out which verse goes with which painting because um, they're not in order and a painting a pairing of a verse and a painting lead you to a treasure in 12 uh, cities in north america there are currently three treasures that have been found the first one in uh chicago illinois in 1983 by a good friend of ours Mm -hmm. he's now a friend of ours yeah um and his buddies they went and found this uh miraculously because i mean they're the only ones to find it in the time period that it was like you were supposed to be looking so
0: and they were young when they did that yes yeah (laughs) yeah. well
2: that's the one episode we watched while we were on
1: vacation too was that one Yeah, Yeah, those guys guys are really cool. They're they're living legends, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And then we had the second one found in Cleveland in 2004 by a couple of lawyers from New York. And they had, uh, one of them had grown up with the book, introduced it to a friend, and they had you know worked online with other people to try to solve where these things could be and they figured out one was going to be in cleveland they went first try boom they find it so pretty miraculous that they did that too and then we have a third miraculous uh recovery that happened just last october of 2019 um, and it was documented on expedition unknown we had um a a family man go and alert these construction workers that were working on this park in North Boston, Massachusetts. And uh, the park was under construction and this guy had a really good reason to believe that the treasure could be in that park. Mm -hmm. Um, And he couldn't get in there to dig because it was already being torn apart. Mm -hmm. And he alerted the construction people. They thought he was kind of crazy. And they found something. So it turns out he wasn't crazy. Mm-hmm. And so uh, <laughs> that's where we got the the three are found. There's still nine out there. And Deidre and I are very involved with trying to find every single one of them, or helping somebody find them. Uh, I don't really, you know, I'd love to have one myself, but I don't care. I just want to help. I just want to help them. You found, yeah, right, exactly.
0: right. So the treasure that was found in the park. I want to talk about that for a second. So I'm a construction guy. So mm-hmm. they, they have a roundabout area where they think it is instead of taking a little mini excavator and digging it had a great big track right. right so i'm i'm scratching my head wondering why they did that <laughs> instead of I being think, able to mm-hmm. find things you know whole everything came out in pieces um,
1: i think it was just because they didn't believe they were going to find anything they were yeah. just doing a job and like oh what was that yeah.
2: Right. <laughs> what was that crush? Yeah.
1: yeah. Pretty much. Oh, was that plexiglass? Yeah, he yeah They he wouldn't remember, remember gonna... until he got down and looked at it. he yeah. like, oh, yeah, was I was that... supposed to be looking for something, wasn't I? Yeah, <laughs> with the machine
0: they were using, you wouldn't feel anything. No. You know, yeah. with a little mini, a lot of times you can feel voids and things in the ground. With that machine... You don't feel anything. You don't know? feel a car. <laughs> they must have seen a shiny piece of something and stopped. You know, it was
4: so, yeah. I have a question, uh, as because now that I have the book and stuff, if you were to give me a, some advice of where to start with one, would you be willing to do that? It's just to start with this painting, this clue, just to get me started. Yeah.
1: So you guys are living in. Indianapolis. Or well, be, yeah, between okay. Indi- are you okay, or? Yeah, Indiana. Yeah, yeah. between,
0: <laughs> we're between Indianapolis and Cincinnati, Ohio. There you go. Okay. Uh,
1: I would probably start with Milwaukee, Wisconsin, um, looking there. Or if you are you far from Louisville, Kentucky?
4: No, no that's, no, that's closer. actually close. I'm actually, uh, my uh, we, t- we time, uh, my during the week job is like uh, 35 minutes from there. Sweet. Okay. Well, I uh, saw that- it. Okay. What? I think I know which art goes with that.
1: Well, um, in Louisville, Kentucky, there's actually, um, you know, we're not certain it's there, but there is a tribute to The Secret that um, released back in February of 2019. It's an original cask, so it's the same design. It's actually the one that was made first that the others were all made from. Uh, This guy that uh, used to host a podcast about The Secret um, and he's been in the community for you know a decade. Uh, he got a hold of this cask because he had you know good uh, relationship with a bunch of people that made the book, and he made a tribute um, to The Secret, um, this called tribute. And uh, it's thought to be in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, and it's it's actually the only cask out there that's buried right now that's fully painted. Um, it's it's beautiful. Um, I would love to have it. But it's hard to, you know, get out to Kentucky. Mm -hmm. So that's probably where I'd start because I'm just thinking to myself, well, if you're nearby, I mean, that's right for the
4: chickens. That's that's great advice. I appreciate that. And literally, I'm in the area five days a week, so um, in in the evenings I have some time. So I'll start doing some research on that. If you're okay with that, I'd like to keep you guys uh, updated on anything that I come across there and uh, sure. email us
1: so. or just uh, reach out to me on facebook or something S- super like, you yeah know, I will. I, w- I would be happy to you know do what i can to help
2: you okay great when jerry started earlier before we before we got into what the secret was is
1: mm-hmm.
2: um what is your do you i mean do you have still have a theory on the san francisco treasure
1: um yeah we do but um so just, just can't uh, tell us two <laughs> yeah two weeks ago Uh, Josh Gates has, like, this talk show now during the the pandemic. He has this talk show called Josh Gates Tonight. And he had the illustrator from The Secret on the, um, on his show. And he was interviewing him. And it was really fascinating. There was one point of the interview where, um, like, Josh is just trying to get information out of him. And he's being tight-lipped. You know, he's not wanting to say anything. But he says, uh, he tells Josh, he's like, Josh, uh, there's not one method of finding these things and then josh glances over at the camera and like shifts his eyes up and down a few times and yeah i feel like he's looking directly at the totally like because our method to finding them uh like what we presented text vision unknown was a, a theory where you use the sun on a proper on a on a red day, right day right an hour to cast a shadow onto the dick site. but there's been many many treasure hunts that have uh Hidden treasure using a shadow and found a treasure using a shadow in the past and so um, like over the centuries and so I figured like these are found some really interesting things in the book that told us that that could be a factor and it still might be a factor in some of them but uh, John Palacar the, the illustrator said that there's not just one method of solving these things so uh, that makes us you know, we kind of need to rethink a lot of our ideas now
3: yeah. I, and I think that's important as treasure hunters, um, and if you're just getting started, remember not to use a confirmation bias, and that just because you want something to be true doesn't necessarily mean that it is. That's right. And taking yeah. new facts as they're presented and using that, kind of like he listed some different ways things. The, sorry, the, the treasures, you know, are solved, if you will, and that's, and that's important. So, mm. ah, sorry, I'm having some audio.
4: So, another question I have is, you may not, may know or may not, do you know if the illustrator or if the family has allowed a digital copies to be made of the original artwork that they still have?
1: Yeah, that's something that's unable to happen right now. The um, so the family, Byron Price's family, doesn't own any rights to The Secret. Um, once he he passed away in a car accident in two thousand five, mm-hmm. and his assets were liquidated. And um, it was actually somebody he knew. Like uh, I don't know if it was a friend or a family friend, um, but he knew this guy that ended up buying uh, the liquidated assets, which include The Secret and all of his other uh, publishing. Uh, projects and works um but that guy owns like, the rights now so John Palancar who is the illustrator has all the pains but one in his possession um and he can't make uh high scan duplicates or anything without going through the guy that owns the rights and right. you know it, it's like it's a it's it's hard to It's fit. a sticky yeah it's going to be hard to get that to happen i mean if uh if the right uh, offer comes through for both parties and you know then it can be talking. But, I mean, we've yeah. got a lot of publicity recently with Expedition Unknown and a lot of people being out there searching, and it hasn't happened. So I don't know what's going to make it happen. I, we would love it to happen because you know we'd love to have high res images. Well, I'm
4: I'm working yeah. on a reconstruction of high vis imagery. I have I have a place uh, that I can do some enhancements and some large photo sections of those. So I'm, if I happen to get that done, I'll let you know.
2: And maybe the and maybe the 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 purchase of the assets or whatever is to keep it hidden. Maybe that was the plan, right? From the author all along was, it's going to when it, it, in some case of my demise, it's going to go here, and their deal was it's going to stay there. And you know maybe that you know like I said that just helps keep the the mystery of it alive. Maybe it'll be the next Oak Island in a hundred years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like. I don't know about that because um, there's actually some interviews like um, it's it's all in like, newspapers. But with the uh, author Byron Price, and one of them said something to the effect of, "If I were to go out and get hit by a car and die, um, the uh, someone will get the information of where these will be, and uh, you know, so that so that it can continue or something to that effect." And you know, it's kind of kind of that's actually how he died. But yeah. right. He actually that's hit, was crazy. turned onto uh, a freeway, got uh, t by a bus. Wow. So, yeah, um, so it's kind of chilling a little bit. Yeah, well, that's. We
4: wanted
1: them found. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, on I a can... different note, I have this, uh, this other thing I've been thinking about lately. All right. So, as you were talking about San Francisco. And I'm thinking to myself, well, I don't know, like, I really like where we were at in Golden Gate Park because, you know, you obviously look at the picture and you see what looks like a shape of Golden Gate Park right in the middle of the image, which, I mean, is pretty convincing. Yeah. Uh, but something I've been really thinking about lately is, like, what about Chinatown, you know, because if we're looking, because uh, San Francisco has the largest uh, Chinatown outside of China or outside of uh, Asia, right? Asia. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, it's pretty massive and it's um, a well known like forest attraction and it's just, a, you know, it's a no, it's very, very well known, very well known mm-hmm. community in San Francisco. So if I'm looking at where the treasure was found in Boston, in Boston it was found in the Italian. Um, in a park named after Italians in a yeah. uh, Lang- Langoni Park. And it was also in the neighborhood where all the, like, most of the Italians live. Right? And so I'm thinking about that. I'm like, hmm, that's pretty interesting. And then we think about where the, uh, the cask was found in uh, Cleveland. In Cleveland, it was found at a place called the uh, Greek Cultural Garden. And it's the the heritage that's it's all these puzzles have heritage uh different heritages from around the world immigration tie-ins and so i should have started with that but boston is italian uh then we had um uh, cleveland with greek Mm -hmm. and so we see that the um cleveland Treasure was found in a Greek cultural garden, so I'm thinking to myself. Okay, so that's that works really well. And then we look at Chicago. Chicago's was found at Grant Park, which you know you think about Grant Park and it's hard to come up with um, the immigration tie-in because if you read the book, it tells you that the jewel associated with that puzzle is an emerald, and that goes with the immigration um, uh, Irish, Irish. And, and Scottish. And so I'm thinking to myself is it really Irish or Scottish there, you know, like at Grant Park, like what's the tie-in? And I, you know, after research, you know, I've learned this a long time ago, but, um, uh, Ulysses S. Grant, the president, um, had a grandfather that was Irish, but if that's not enough, then, every year they have the biggest uh, uh like irish um what was it uh green St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. green river <laughs> yeah, festival St. Patrick's Day, uh, celebration. yeah they have the green river which is right up the street from grant park but then they also have a parade that marches down grant park right next to where this treasure was found and so it's literally where they have the biggest italian celebra- or not italian uh, irish celebration every year and so i'm like wow does that mean if I were to look at San Francisco, since we know that that one's tied to Chinese immigration, Chinese heritage, mm-hmm. should I be looking in Chinatown? I mean, that might be a really good reason to do that.
0: So, uh, you know, even though Ruben is the uh, treasure...
1: I
4: wouldn't say that <laughs> yet. ...treasure guy all
0: of a sudden, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I did join, a, you know, uh, one of the Facebook uh, secret pages, and it's, as an outsider looking in, it seems... Your theories are very simple. It seems like when I'm on that Facebook page, that some of these theories people are coming up with Way. are so complicated. Yes, I uh, just don't think that's was the author's intent. Well, if Maybe, you
4: saw how the artist, the illustrator, broke down the Boston picture, it's simplicity. I mean, it's yes. yeah. yeah all, all the they, they were all, all the simple signs were right there. You just had to know how to identify them, right? And that right. I agree with you. I read some of those comments like, wow,
1: these guys are way off the market. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah well, it's, he, fun, it's funny. One of the other things that John Palencar said to Josh Gates just a couple of weeks ago on the show, he said, uh, you know, it's kind of weird. Kind of, It actually makes the hair on my arm stand up or something like that, was that they're being solved in order of difficulty. And the order he painted them. And the wow. order that he painted them in. Really? Yeah, yeah, so he thinks that's kind of strange, but, I mean, maybe they do get a lot more hard and a lot more complex. That could be. Some of those ideas could be. could be valid, but, I mean...
2: Maybe they get easier. I,
3: yeah. <laughs> right. I like that idea. Yeah, yeah. come on, because
2: I'm the optimist in the group, yeah.
1: Maybe everybody's more looking at everything.
3: Everybody needs an optimist. That is not my role, but...
4: He's more like Optimus Prime. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, at least we don't have to go 250 feet down. 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 Yeah.
1: All right. True. It's a three-foot deep hole. Yeah. So, and if that, because when you look at the um, Chicago, when that was found in 1983, the guy, one of the guys that found it, his name's Rob Robel, he's a, he's a great guy, he took an image, he took a photograph of it still in the ground, and I can send an image to you guys if you want to see it. That'd be and great. it was literally about 18 inches underground, right? Yeah. But the book says between two and a half or so far right, between three and three and a half feet deep. So right. it right. might not need to dig his hole that deep to find it, but I
2: don't know. Well, the cool. other thing
0: that could happen is the grade could have changed by then. Being a constru- especially You're if right. it's in parks. You're right. right. I mean right. things Fault settlement re- remodels, remodels. No uh, remod- yeah, remodel. Re- yeah. oh, yeah.
4: That was found behind a home plate, so you know there was grading done. I mean more dirt was added yeah, so and so impaction and, and yeah. It's uh, well
3: and that one that he's talking about that is the one that was found but a year after publishing and right. to that's, be able to see way. that it was only that deep
2: right mm-hmm. yeah right. well wasn't the two lawyers though theirs wasn't that deep either no not really because they had the video the original video that they did right. of them digging uh-huh. it up and it was I mean, to me, it didn't look like it was more than 16, 18 inches down either. The top of the box. Maybe he's measuring to the bottom of the box. Well, you have to think about home. it. If two and a half feet. This guy's out in a public area bearing a box. He's got to do it quick.
0: Yep. Yeah.
4: yeah. So, you know, that's how I look at things, too. Like, it, he's, it's got to be someplace he can get in,
2: get it done, get out. And yeah, two feet's a d- deep hole to dig and be con- inconspicuous and yes. get in and out.
3: Yep.
2: Right. Especially if you're old guys like us. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: We
2: have some power tools. Yeah, I've oh got to back a back we
1: dug, <laughs> We're good. We've dug quite a few holes in San Francisco, and and that uh, like in in that area where we dug on the show, like we've dug there before, and it is so compacted. It's so hard right. to dig because it's like dirt mixed with sand. Oh my gosh, yeah. it's the worst.
2: And, a, and a total off. The, how hard is it to get a permit to dig a hole oh. in a park? Well, New
4: Orleans. There's been hundreds of people flying in New Orleans, and they won't let no one in that cemetery. Nope. And uh, no one. I mean, it's, they've actually got even more legal binders to keep people out of it now. And um, that's, I was thinking that maybe if somebody like Josh, as I established one of my questions for you guys, of the possibility of something like expedition unknown was to be able to go in with that group and to see right. if they could get a permit to get in there. But that, that is a sacred ground. And uh, right. that's for it's enforced lawn down there in, in St. Louis. And, and they, they were saying, no, you're not going in there. And
3: here's, The deal is, so we thought something very similar. And, you know, if we could get Josh, that would help. And you know what? He has the same problems as everybody else. And trying to find a place that will let you dig, let alone while filming, is actually really hard, Uh, especially (laughs) now in this day and age. Like, One of the
1: problems they have is, like, when they do show it on TV and they don't find it, then everybody wants to come down yeah, there and right. try their hand at it in that same spot, and uh, or somewhere you know if you're off by like six inches, you're not going to find it, right. right? And so what if they just dug the hole in the wrong, you know, six inches to the left? Okay, so now dig, the next person wants to dig six inches to the left or to the right. right, and you know everybody everybody thinks that they're right. You know, I think I'm right about all my ideas. Mm-hmm. I, I know Deidre is a little more optimistic than me, but you know I feel like I'm I. I you know if I were to be given free reign over the country with a shovel, I can only get at least one. That's what I feel like right now.
3: Yeah, I would just say that someone like Josh Gates or whoever it is, is still gonna have the same difficulties getting a permit, because they don't get any special exceptions.
1: Yeah, so the first place we ever tried to go and dig was in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So Deidre made up this beautiful like document to send to the Parks and um, actually the National Park Service mm-hmm. over in North Carolina. And it was a uh, beautiful, they actually, they commented on, they said they loved it, but <laughs> they said, they, nope. but they're like, okay, well, here's here's the form you need to fill out. And so yeah. we're like, okay. And we start filling it out. Then we get down to, like, the first checkbox that says, uh, do you have a degree in archaeology or anthropology? And we're like, yes. nope. And so it's, the rest says, you don't bother filling the rest out because you have to check that box first. Oh, and we had, we're like, okay, we'll get Josh Gates to do it because he
4: has a degree in archaeology. And they said no. Maybe Laird
0: Nevin.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we tried that. We tried that. <laughs> it, it didn't. It didn't work. Well, Laird's not a not a treasure hunter, right? Right. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, he made uh-huh. that very clear on on the podcast he was on with you right. guys. Yeah,
1: right. Um, there's one other thing is so there are a few places that are willing to play ball that they just don't want. To, I, I don't know, We put out feelers for every single possible um, place that could have a treasure cask to mm-hmm. dig, and so. We had them ask about New Orleans. We had them ask about um, St. Augustine. We had them ask about um, Boston, yeah, everywhere. And so there's a few places like Houston. They were like, yeah, you can dig here and, and uh, search one if you find one somewhere else first. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so they want you to be able to prove they, yourself
0: and they want your credibility. will yeah. allow you
1: to dig and then they'll let you come dig.
0: Right. They they don't want guys like me and Ruben coming down digging without any credibility.
1: <laughs> that's, what yeah, right.
0: that's what they're looking for. It is hillbillies, man. Yeah, yeah.
1: Hey. Go go find a treasure from Indiana. And, uh <laughs> go find that treasure in Louisville and have some credit.
2: There you well, go. Well you got you got that one that you want, you know, where you found it under the rock so you could tell them that one.
1: <laughs> well so that that helped a little bit with talking to Expedition Expedition known initially, but it's really not that big of a treasure hunt when you look <laughs> right. at you know, national. <laughs> right. So, so it just showed that, hey, we're willing to put in the work. Right. And uh, they really liked our ideas as far as the shadow theory goes because it allowed you to find a pinpoint spot on the ground. You didn't have to, like, measure anything. You didn't have to, like, um, go in and, uh, you know, theoretically with the with the shadow theory, you wouldn't need the probe. you just be there on the right day, on the right hour. You see where the shadow falls, and that's where you dig. And so they really enjoyed that, and, you know, obviously we did too. But... Uh, Unsuccessful so far.
2: Right, right.
1: But two of the verses, if you read the verses, like all of them, two of the verses say uh, something about shadows in them, and so maybe, maybe the shadow thing is still a thing (coughs) for those verses. I don't know. Maybe we'll find out someday.
2: Right.
0: So, talking about Expedition Unknown a little bit, tell us how that was with you know working with Josh Gates and the filming crew and. You know, that's, that's something that not everybody gets a chance to do, so.
3: Yeah, it was, it's kind of, it's surreal at first, like, I remember, was it, like, the week before I go, Well, oh, this is really weird, like, we're going to get on a plane and go somewhere to be filmed for a TV show that, you know, got quite a few viewers, and then when yeah. you show up and these people that you've seen on TV, start... Showing up and you're like, whoa! This is happening. This is a thing. The nicest people you'll ever meet. It was
1: a very fun experience. We really enjoyed doing, um, doing the work. You know, showing them step by step where we thought this. You know, what we think of this part of the verse. What we think of that part of the verse. And it's funny because we filmed for like 14 hours that day, and they showed like you know 15 minutes of us actually like doing uh anything in the park and then 15 minutes of us digging so it was um really crazy to see it all compacted the way it was but i mean it was still really awesome uh josh was a super cool guy his crew was super cool uh he's just kind of like you would think you know if you how you, how you, you see on what tv you get. is what you, yeah it's what you get so he was really cool
2: Good. Good. It was funny watching. I, I what rewatched it last night. It was funny watching him be starstruck, but yet Alice Cooper be starstruck of him. Uh, right? When he was he. I don't know who was more excited, Alice Cooper or him, to see Alice Cooper. It was really kind of kind of fun and interesting, and it was just to see the excitement on his face and that yet realize, hey, he was you know he's looking for me and wanting to be with me, not me with him. So it was really right. interesting, and you could yeah, see that, it, that made him made him seem even more real too that that he wasn't he didn't think of himself as somebody you know somebody big you know
1: yeah so i don't know at at the end of the day when we were about ready to leave uh he's uh, we're walking away and he's like hey you want a picture and i'm like nah i'm good
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he totally said that. I was like, bust it! I'm like, no, I'm just playing. Uh, <laughs> you see what I put up with? Like, hey, he, I'm
1: sure he was fine with it. He, he's the same kind of guy. Yeah, I know. He's a jokester, too. Right.
0: right. So, I mean, we've talked a lot about the treasure. Are there any other, other uh, treasures that you're looking for right now besides that one?
3: Oh, yes. Oh, there always is. Uh, we have a bookshelf full of them. Um, um i well we're starting to get back into fandango
1: which is one that's ending this year this november yeah so fandango is another one of these armchair treasure hunts where it's supposed to be figured out a home then you go try to find it somewhere and we've got some good ideas Mm -hmm. um but the problem with that one is it has an ending date so on thanksgiving day this year it's over if nobody finds it it's done and it's been going on since 2007, so it's been quite a while, and nobody's found it. And uh, we're going to send Deezer to go look for it later this year.
3: Mm-hmm. Go to Maine. <laughs> yeah,
4: it's Where? in Maine. It's
1: in Maine. Yeah, and she's going to go swim to Nova Scotia while she's up there. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
4: so paint so it's, over, North it's North over in November in Maine, so that means the, you better get up here soon because the weather's about done in October there. So. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, well, she's yeah. going early October, so. Yeah. I'm hoping, Hey, but we're from Pacific Northwest, so we're you're, good. Oh, we're you're used rain. to it. Yeah. Yeah, You're that's, used to that. Yeah.
0: So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so in all your in all your uh, treasuring hunt hunting uh, adventures, uh, what's the most valuable treasure you've you found to this point?
2: Each other. <laughs> oh. Oh good answer good answer <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like
0: us <laughs> so
1: <laughs>
2: okay
0: okay dustin i'll give you a second I, I'll give you a second chance so,
1: hey, um, uh,
0: so <laughs> our wives are <laughs> laughing back here <laughs>
1: so yeah and I, we actually came in we, we won a runner-up prize for this treasure hunt we came out like uh, 2017 yeah um, yeah it's so called the
3: first ones we started on after
1: uh yeah, the Festival. yeah this is the first one we would start working on together and it's called map of the dead and it was this really fun thriller book it's just like it's a standalone novel like it, it doesn't really have um like there's clues in it to get you to this treasure but um, it's fine but if you bought it without knowing there's a treasure you would like the book because it's just a big book i heard that so, um, it's a thriller that's based in Egypt and in England and the hero goes into Egypt and does some stuff and he's heroic at the end. But anyway, when you read, when you finish the book, you go onto this website and it's all digital. So it's like completely armchair. You don't have to go anywhere. And it asks you questions and, um, there's only four stages and four questions. You answer the first question, you move on to the next stage, then on to the next stage. So... Basically when Deidre and I started that, we, after we finished the book, we moved on to the third stage almost instantly because the first two stages were super simple. Uh And then, um, after everybody in the world, there was only a couple people, um, or, uh, sorry, there was like, uh, there was, everybody was on that third stage. Trying to solve to solve question. And then Deidre says, hey, there's these little symbols in the book. Like um, at, at the start of every chapter, there's like um, hieroglyphics or there's like a different um, cuneiform. Yeah, an old uh, language called cuneiform, uh, old script called cuneiform. Mm-hmm. And then there's like these weird symbols. And she cuts all these symbols out, pieces them together. And she's like, hey, I made something.
3: <laughs> He's like, those aren't anything. People have tried putting that together. I'm like, that's something.
1: And then, but when she put it together, like all these just weird, random squiggly lines. I'm like, oh, that's a maze. Well, I
0: hadn't read the book yet, even. Yeah.
1: Oh, so, wow. Yeah, so I had cut. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. So I, I had done the first two stages, and then you jumped in, and then you, like, ran with it, because she literally solved this third puzzle, and she was, I think, the second person in the world to do it. I was like, I don't know what this is. Yeah, on the leaderboard, she was the second person to, like, solve this puzzle. Or maybe it was the third, because um, our friend solved it, too. Koi. Mm-hmm. And um, so, literally, we're, like, on the last step with, like, just one other person forever, and... Or two other people. And then the um, person that ended up winning uh, won and didn't share this uh, solution. And so Deezer and I kept working on it. And like 10 days later, we figured it out. We won a runner up prize, which was pretty cool. So that's what we got together so uh-huh. far. Um, other than that, you know, I found. We've the, got a lot of great stories. Yeah, stories are. Uh,
3: Part of our treasure, is for sure. Yeah,
1: That's cool. well, it's sure
2: kind like, of like Oak Island. The search is part of the treasure and the right, history exactly. and the life of doing it. Right.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you should try uh, taking a shovel on the uh, subway in, in Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's that. Get
2: a shovel <laughs> and a pickaxe and see what happens. You know what they say?
0: Yeah. The the couple that hunts treasure together stays together so
3: that's right that,
2: that's the way
1: yeah,
0: that goes you dig, dig a hole
1: big, hole hole. big enough
2: <laughs> or one learns <laughs> to dig a hole big enough to it <laughs> yeah oh yeah, so goodness we
1: went to brooklyn a couple of years ago to dig for the secret and um we didn't find it but that empty hole represents a lot for us like even though we didn't find it it was like probably the most fun we've ever had together mm-hmm. Because, That's great. That's great. Uh, we were, we've never been to New York, and we got, you know, literally, Deezer walks into this um, hole-in-the-wall, uh, what is it? And it's like a, hard a hardware store, store in downtown Manhattan. Yeah, and she's like, hey, do you got any shovels. I made him stand what outside because he looks saying? more suspicious. What the guy say when you ask him shovels? <laughs> well,
3: I... I mean, all we could I mean, find was snow shovels. And I go in there, and the, these guys are super helpful. And so I'm digging around in the basement of this random, like, hole-in-the-wall store. And they help me find the shovel, and I'm going to check out any he goes want gloves and a bag for the body, yeah, too? I was going to say, you said, I, said, I need a,
0: I need a shovel, duct tape, and some bleach. <laughs> in a large plastic, <laughs> plastic bag. Pro- I told them, Nah, I already got those. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and they just, I think I made their day or terrified
3: them. I'm not sure yeah, which.
0: I, I think they probably get customers like that all the time.
3: <laughs>
0: all kinds of good stories from that. Oh, goodness, goodness. Oh. That's funny. You guys got any other questions for them? Because I know they got to get ready for their. Uh, no, it's been a pleasure. Podcast. I can tell you, I've enjoyed this
4: uh, conversation. It's been great.
0: So, we, we've had the pleasure to have uh, Dustin and Deidre White on. So, you can check them out on a couple different podcasts. They have the Could It Be podcast, and they also have the Boots and Armchair podcast, which, you know, we're talking about armchair treasure hunting right now and uh, boots on the ground, doing a long armchair treasure hunting. It's, it's all good stuff. So,. Their Facebook page uh, for the Could It Be, they host an Oak Island Trivia every Friday night. Uh, it's pretty cool stuff. I don't, you know, we're always doing our recording on Friday night, so I get to watch, you know, it's rec- you can go back and, and watch it. So, uh, unfortunately, we never have time to watch it live. One of these days
2: we'll do that, but... Um, that'll it, be our podcast watching them do it live there you go <laughs> yeah.
1: there you go hey we give out fabulous prizes that's right. you, know, you,
2: you know
0: what I'm interested in those trading cards you never know I am, you know, I am too I we might have that, to get yeah. pick up some of those yeah. so
1: oakislandpodcast.com <laughs> there you go right. there you go yeah you know uh, if you wanted to come and play in our trivia game like one of the things that is a prize now because we're like we've gathered up a whole bunch of new prizes like you can win a copy of The Secret like not the whole 1982 version, but that's one of the things that we're giving away. (laughs) As if you win, or we have these other treasure hunt books, or you get the cards, or there's, you know—we got lots of stuff. Good deal. Winner gets to pick.
0: Good deal. That's awesome. awesome. I tell you what, we've been—you know—we forgot to tell Dustin Deidre this, but we record at a—you know—undisclosed location. It's the Rusted (laughs) Nail Speakeasy (laughs) outside of Brookville, Indiana. And uh, we have a great time. The other, thing, the other thing we should mention about the speak is, is, is we typically record from here, other than when we were on vacation. And we have always have a, a live audience. And typically they're, they're sitting at table 12, but because they tend to be kind of loud, we've moved them to table 14. But we would like to introduce you to table 14. Hello. Let's hear it. Hi, ladies.
1: So, Hi, yeah. Hi, table 14.
0: Hi. We'll uh, find some treasure. Yeah, exactly. It's Exa- so, I'm here with. Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Reuben Hunt,
1: Dustin
0: White, Peter White, and I'm Alan Stanger. And thank you for joining us on Cross the Line 1524. Shh. The Rusted Nail Speakies. a club located right outside of Brookville Indiana the drinks are cold the friendship's warm it doesn't get any better look for the pink flamingos and you gotta know the password for the rusted nail speakeasy cross the line 1524. Well, I tell you what. Fortunately, I've got the password, and it's worth finding, just like those treasures everybody's looking for out there. I tell you what, it's been an awesome episode talking to Deidre and Dustin White from Vancouver, Washington, talking about treasure hunting. We talked about the book, The Secret. If you get a chance, uh, if you're into that kind of stuff, uh, I got a copy now, so it's it it's fun. Um, so since then. Um, find out there's a local uh, armchair treasure going on not too far from here so we're going to try to make contact with those folks as well uh and maybe have them on the show but i tell you what it was a pleasure to have dustin and deidre on and um like we said during uh, the oak island podcast a week prior uh you know we'll touch base with them as the year goes on here oak island gets back on and and compare some notes but it's been a blast So for Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, Dwayne Bischoff, I'm Alan Stanger. Thank you. You've been listening to Cross the Line 1524.